September 13th, 1993. That was a Monday. And how do I know it was a Monday? Well, if you're a hardcore video game player and you've looked at the title of this episode, you might remember that September 13th, 1993 was affectionately called Mortal Monday. There was a whole ad campaign behind it. There was a kid who ran out into the vacant streets of the city and he just yelled, Mortal Kombat! And all these other people came out and it was like, it was Mortal Monday. It was September 13th, 1993. And the whole point was that was the day that Mortal Kombat was going to be released on the home video game consoles of the time, primarily the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. But my story with Mortal Kombat starts a little earlier than that. I did my research and I looked it up and the arcade game for the original Mortal Kombat was apparently released on October 8th, 1992. And I wouldn't become aware of the Mortal Kombat arcade game until into 1993. I would say it was the spring or the summer of 1993. I had gone to Waterworld, which is a water park just down the road from me in a town called Dothan, Alabama. And this might be why I didn't discover Mortal Kombat until several months after its release is because I did live in rural Alabama at this time. These are my high school years. We're talking sophomore, junior years at this point. And I went down to Waterworld with some friends of mine. You know, one of my friends had recently got their driver's license, so we were all about exploring and doing exciting things. And we went down to Waterworld and aside from all the awesome, you know, water slides and pools and all that, they also had a pretty neat little arcade section. And I went in there and I saw these people gathered around this arcade cabinet I'd never seen before. And it was called Mortal Kombat. And I'll never forget that combat was spelled with a K. You know, it was like, okay, um, that's weird, but let me get a little closer. And so as I got closer, and then I saw these people playing this game, there's probably a dozen people around the arcade machine and I'm watching them play this fighting game that has graphics unlike anything I'd ever seen before. I mean, I was pretty smart about technology and stuff, so I had a good feeling that that was digitized graphics, that it was, you know, real people doing motions, probably video captured, and then somehow digitized because the graphics were just too realistic, you know, especially for the time. We may look back at it now and think it's slightly laughable, but I still think they look pretty good and I think they hold up pretty well to this day but I saw these people playing Mortal Kombat these digitized graphics and these characters flying through the air and making these cool sound effects and electricity and blood flying everywhere and I'd never seen anything quite like it before now my mind immediately made the comparison to Street Fighter 2 which was the fighting game of the time which everyone was playing and still a great game a lot of fun but this was in that vein but it had a whole new feel to it. It had this really cool and deep, booming music, and it had these, you know, cool graphic characters I already mentioned, and just it was interacting with the environments, you know you could be punched off of the bridge and take the big fall down to the spike pit below and it was like nothing I'd ever seen before, so that trip in the spring or summer of 1993 was the first time I saw it, and I had to play it, you know, and I didn't know what I was doing I didn't know about finishing moves or anything like that. I just wanted to play the game because I'd never seen anything to that level of excitement and quality. And it's just one of those rare games. You know, when I think back 
throughout my entire childhood, all the way up to this sort of high school age, there's only a few games that just really stick out in my brain as I remember that being a arcade classic. Like, I played the heck out of 1942 and 1943, the top-down, you know, shooters uh, where you're the World War II-era airplane. I'll always remember that. I'll always remember Hang On, the motorcycle game where you could get on the actual plastic motorcycle to play. That's burned into my brain. Moving into college, Area 51, playing it with my best friend Delvin the Dark Web Williams. That's burned into my brain. And Mortal Kombat in the spring or summer of 1993 is just burned into my brain just seeing that going wow you know that's that's incredible so yeah all the buzz at school from then on was mortal kombat this mortal kombat that people were you know trading finishing moves like i discovered this finish move or that finishing move or i found this uh finishing move in a in a strategy guide or my cousin told me or whatever i mean we're talking scraps of paper with little arrows drawn up down left right high kick low kick all these combinations to do special moves and finishing moves i mean it was like an entire sub community uh, at my school all through 1993 and then the ad campaigns came out for mortal monday september 13th 1993 when we could all bring it home and play it on our super nintendo or our genesis i think they also released it for the game gear and the game Boy, boy, I had that Game Boy version, and it was uh, it was a little rough. It was very slow, and it was just, you know, it basically just got you by the Mortal Kombat experience when you needed it on the go. But the main versions to get would be for your Super Nintendo or your Sega Genesis. At the time, I only had a regular Nintendo, the NES Classic, and I lamented the fact that you couldn't get Mortal Kombat. You know, Mortal Monday is coming September 13th, 1993, and I'm thinking, well, certainly they'll put one out for the original Nintendo. If they're doing one for the Game Boy, then of course they can do one for the 8-bit version. And, well, that was just crazy talk on my part. They were not about to do that. They were fully leaned into their next generation system. So, yep, the only way to get it would be on the Super NES or the Sega Genesis, of which I had neither. And in a previous Nostalgia Talk episode, I think we talked a bit about me moving video game systems around a three-way trade with my friends Randy and Ezra. And anyway, long story short, I ended up getting a Sega Genesis, which was, you know, the preferred version because it had the blood. Like, Nintendo released it without blood instead of blood flying off the characters it was sweat you know and it, you know when you're in high school and it's coolest game ever is coming out you want that fullest effect you don't want sweat flying out you want to see that blood and you want that violence and oh man there was such an uproar in the parental community over the game and its violence levels and uh, if only they knew what was to come in the video game industry but mortal kombat definitely was one of those games that really pushed that edge and got people talking, parents talking about their concern about it. Us high schoolers, like I said, this whole community of training codes and what system are you going to get it on and what's the blood code? Because you had to put in a code. Even on the Genesis, you had to put in the Abacab code at the very beginning start screen if you wanted to have the blood. And this, it's just, it was all a buzz in, in every facet. Like I said, the kids, the, the parents, everybody. So I eventually did get Mortal Kombat on my Sega Genesis and just many, many hours of fun playing with my best buddy, Jose. Man, me and Jose probably played a million matches in Mortal Kombat 
And uh, yeah, it was just the thing to do. Again, it was all anybody talked about, you know, and then you'd get the different version, the Game Boy or the Game Gear, and you'd play those on your field trips on the bus, you know, and people would think, oh, that's cool. But like Mortal Kombat was just sort of consuming, consuming everything, right? It's just never really seen a game take off like a rocket like that, like consume. I'm too young to really remember the Pac-Man craze of 80 or 81. I was like four or five years old. So I mean, I remember playing Pac-Man, but I, I imagine that might've been the first game craze that everyone was talking about. And now it's sort of at a whole new level because Mortal Kombat is a game craze that everyone's talking about. And like I said, it's not all necessarily good talk, but you know, I think some people say there's no such thing as bad publicity, you know, <laughs> like grownups and, and people in the news and pundits and all this talking about is Mortal Kombat, is it good for the kids, is it bad, oh, it's violent, is it going to lead to violence, so on and so forth. It was just, it was everywhere. It was everywhere. And finally, it was home with me on my Sega Genesis, and I truly, truly enjoyed playing it. The makers of Mortal Kombat wasted no time, because um, like I said, Mortal Monday was September 13th, 1993, and then later in 1993, like a month later, maybe two months later, arcade cabinets started showing up for Mortal Kombat 2. And that's kind of where I got the idea to do this Nostalgia Talk episode, is when I went to Walmart. I went to Walmart recently, and I live pretty much in the same town that I went to high school in. I didn't plan it that way, but I just kind of ended up here, joined the military, saw the world, said I'd never be back here again, and strangely enough, I ended up back in the same place. But I was going to Walmart the other day, and I went into Walmart, into the little entryway. You know how you first walk into Walmart, and there's sort of like a, a foyer, an entryway. There's usually like a, a red box DVD vending machine there, or a vending machine area. Just, it's usually when you're going in the main entrance, either right off to the right or right off to the left, depending on which side you go into your Walmart. And there's usually just, like I said, Redbox, DVD, Blu-ray rental, and some vending machines for snacks or drinks or whatever. And as I was going in and I looked over there, I just, I just had that memory. Because that's where I first saw Mortal Kombat 2. The arcade machine sat in that foyer entry, in that exact foyer entry to that exact Walmart that I walked into the other day. And I looked over there. And something inside me just kind of prompted me to, I walked over, I went around the corner, because you just have to go slightly around the corner, and I'm standing and I'm staring at a, essentially a blank wall, where I know back in late 1993 and into 1994, there once stood a Mortal Kombat 2 arcade cabinet that me and my friend, Jose especially, dropped an untold amount of quarters into and it kind of made me sad a little bit i was just sort of standing there i must look like a crazy person and maybe i am a crazy person but i was just kind of standing there just sort of staring at this spot in the walmart entryway and no one no one took notice but i was just looking at it and i just felt a little wistful and a little sad inside and i was just like man those were just wonderful times. You know, I was just hit with this overwhelming feeling of nostalgia, hence Nostalgia Talk videos. I just stood there for a few seconds just looking and remembering. It was a very popular game, so sometimes you had to you know, wait a little while for your turn, and you, sometimes you put quarters on the machine to say, hey, I'm challenging next and all that stuff. And just 
all the memories around that, just, you know, that happy time of high school and the world is your oyster. And here's just this little corner of the world. And when I mean little corner of the world, I mean quite literal, like this tiny little corner in this Walmart entryway that just held so much happiness. And then I'm standing there and almost 30 years later, just looking at the spot and just, <sighs> I miss that. I miss that feeling. You know, video gaming has has moved on. Um, it's all, you know, Steam and downloads and PS5s. And, you know, you don't play cooperative games with your friends sitting next to them on a couch or standing shoulder to shoulder with them in an arcade anymore. It's all done. Internet, you're in your room, they're in their room. My son and his best friend, who literally lives across the street, you know, they play games together in their own rooms. <laughs> Just one house away I can't imagine that I want to be sitting next to my my best friend or shoulder to shoulder in an arcade but I mean it, it's fun and gaming's still fun and they have a great time and I'm I'm glad for it but just standing there in that Walmart looking at that spot I just felt very very happy and very very sad at the same time and I guess that's kind of all nostalgia makes you feel that way but there stood the Mortal Kombat 2 game Back in 1993 and into 1994, man, I can't imagine how much money got dropped in that thing. I mean, there was no moment when I went into that foyer where somebody wasn't playing it. And if somebody wasn't playing it, then I was playing it. Because let me tell you something. This is my personal opinion. Mortal Kombat 2 is the pinnacle of the franchise. It is still my favorite one to play to this day. That eventually came home on home console ports. My buddy Jose ended up getting it for the 32X, which was the add-on to the Sega Genesis. He got it for that. You know, that was even better than the regular Genesis version. It had improved graphics and improved sound. And you know what? Speaking of nostalgia talks, that machine, that exact machine that my friend Jose had, which was the Sega, you know, Genesis with the 32X add-on, and then onto the side, the Sega CD add-on. The Frankenstein machine. So you had the Genesis 32X and the Sega CD all slapped together. That exact system that my friend Jose had back in 1993-94 is the one I own to this day. I ended up buying that system off of Jose, I think, when I was in college. And um, I've had it ever since. I've taken good care of it. It is still hooked up and ready to play out to my 27-inch tube TV out in my man cave and I sure as heck would not mind popping in Mortal Kombat 2 or Mortal Kombat 1 for that matter into that system. Now, you know, time would go by. I went to college. One of my roommates had uh, the new Sony PlayStation. You know, the first Sony PlayStation with no number after it. No 2, 3, 4, 5. Just the Sony PlayStation. And he had Mortal Kombat 3 on it. And that was a lot of fun to play a new version you know, with all of its new things, and Mortal Kombat 3 was fun. But an interesting thing happened, because that was my roommate with his PS1. I had the older, like I said, the Frankenstein system I had purchased from my buddy Jose. So I had the Genesis 32X Sega CD in my room. And he had Mortal Kombat 3 on the PS1, and I had Mortal Kombat 1 and 2 still that we could pop into the 32X cartridge-based and play. And without a doubt, Mortal Kombat 2 on 32X was the game that got played over and over and over and over uh, between me and my three roommates my freshman year of college. We certainly dabbled in the PlayStation 1, but nope, everybody's heart was in Mortal Kombat 2. And I think I speak for most of the Mortal Kombat community on that. If you're listening to this and 
you don't agree, then that's fine. You can have your favorites. That's that's no problem. They're all fun in their own way. So uh, for me, it was it was Mortal Kombat 2 on the 32X. And I know they've made some, and I've dipped my toe into some of the other Mortal Kombat's various games over the years. I know I played Shaolin Monks or Brothers or something like that on PS2 with my buddy Joe November, the musical genius you find around our network. Uh, we beat that game together, and I've dabbled in a couple here and there on my Dreamcast or when they did Mortal Kombat versus DC. That was a fun one I played with Delvin, but it's just nothing hits me in the heart like it did when I stood in that Walmart and I just looked at that spot and remembered. Ah, I just can't describe it. I just can't. So from, from the original Mortal Kombat cabinet, which captured my imagination, to the Mortal Kombat 2 cabinet, which just icing on the cake, that is my nostalgic memory around the Mortal Kombat franchise. If you go out into my man cave today, you will find, like I said, that Sega Monster System, and I still have Mortal Kombat 2, Mortal Kombat 1. I think I have Mortal Kombat 1 on Sega CD and the cartridge. 2 I think I have on 32X and the original cartridge. I'm certain I have them all for my Super Nintendo as well. I've got the PlayStation 1 ones and all that, but the one I like to play maybe the most is I got one of those arcade one-up, you know, those people that are sort of re-releasing cabinets games. I got the arcade one-up cabinet of Mortal Kombat a couple years ago, and it has one, two, and three on it. So that's a lot of fun, because you kind of get that that mini arcade experience with that with the little, um, you know, not as big as the original Mortal Kombat cabinet, but uh, still fun. I did find a Mortal Kombat one cabinet at a yard sale a few years ago. Believe it or not, it was at a church sale. And actually, it was my wife who found it. And she called me and said, hey, would you pay 100 bucks for Mortal Kombat? And I was like, no, no. <laughs> and then she was like, but I mean the arcade cabinet. And I was like, oh, well, then yes. And it was pretty beat up. And it kind of worked on again, off again. Um, so I didn't really have the time to invest in repairing it and making the cabinet nice and all that. So I actually ended up parting ways with it. I actually sold the, the motherboard, the main game, out of it. Oh, a couple hundred bucks maybe on eBay. And then somebody else came and purchased the... Uh, the bones of the cabinet, but yeah, I, so I briefly owned a, a Mortal Kombat cabinet out in my garage, and I played that for a while. Like I said, it kind of worked on and off again, but now it's it's the little arcade one-up cabinet out in my man cave. So there I have verbally dumped all my nostalgia, my love, and my memories for Mortal Kombat. The only add-on memory I can put to that is, you know, that was first experiencing it in spring-summer of 93 with original Mortal Kombat. Late 93 into 94 was the Mortal Kombat 2 experience. And then, of course, in 1995, my senior year of high school, they released the Mortal Kombat movie in theaters, which, of course, I was like one of the first people in line to go see. And I still enjoy that movie to this day. So there was definitely sort of that, you know, mid-92 all the way to probably the movie and me heading off to college, 95 to 96. So let's say 92 to 96. So about a four-year span of just what an impact the Mortal Kombat game, you know, had on me. And how much fun it was and the great memories I have around it. I'd love to hear your memories around Mortal Kombat. How did you discover it? What's your favorite version? Where did you like to play it the most when you found the arcade cabinet? Were you at a Walmart? Were you at a different arcade I'd love to hear those stories. Like the the most rewarding thing 
about doing these Nostalgia Talk episodes is those feedbacks I get from you guys. I think I read one on the last episode just verbatim because it just kind of touched my heart. And I'd love to read some more. Please, you know, share your experiences. I want to know, you know, send them uh, to our email, which is contact at longboxcrusade.com. If you're listening to this on YouTube, uh, put it right there in the comments. I, I love reading our YouTube comments on these. Uh, of course, you can hit me up directly. I am at Yard Sale Artist on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And of course, you can also hit up the Longbox Crusade accounts. It's at Longbox Crusade, also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, YouTube. So any of those means, contact longboxcrusade.com, any of our social medias, any of my personal social medias. I'd love to hear from you. A comment right here on YouTube would be wonderful too. I love sharing in your memories as much as I like sharing mine with you. So for the Longbox Crusade, I am Jared Albrecht, the Yard Sale Artist. I thank you for sharing in my memories, and I look forward to sharing some more with you on a future episode. This episode featured the music track Light by Jorge Mendez. You can be found on YouTube at J. Mendez Music. <laughs>